Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the five choices runners have when there's a split or a tear in the perineus brevis tendon. Now, before we get started in this episode, if you're confused and you're not sure exactly what's wrong with you or what you can do, I actually did something recently. It was a presentation that we had called 12 Steps to rapid recovery from running injuries. And so this was a live presentation where I went through in order what I actually do with every single person who calls me for a consultation. So this is worth listening to. So it's only up for a limited time. We're gonna have some replays available. I think I did live, but if you got the invitation, you missed it, I'm sorry, but we do have some replays available because I got lots of emails afterwards asking for it for the people that actually couldn't show up for one reason or another. So we will have those available. If you want to get it, you can go to docontherun.com slash 12 steps and you should be able to access it there if it's still live whenever you're listening to this. That's one thing that might be really useful for you if you are confused. So let's cue up the theme song and then we'll get right into the episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Today, I was talking with a runner who had been diagnosed with a longitudinal split of the perineus brevis tendon. Now, obviously, it sounds bad, and this really is a type of a tear or a torn perineus brevis tendon. And when you have a torn perineal tendon, obviously, this could be very concerning. Now, the real concern with this kind of tear in the perineal tendon is that you can't get it to calm down. And if you can't, The real concern with this kind of perineal tendon tear is that if you can't get it to calm down, it can only get worse. Continually moving, irritating, and producing inflammation in and around an injured perineal tendon, well, that just causes them to get weaker over time. They degenerate, you develop tendinosis, and then it gets to be an even bigger problem that's more likely to be a surgical problem. Now, many surgeons, of course, are quick to offer surgery to correct torn perineal tendons. But this particular runner that I was talking to today wanted to know the details of all the different treatment options when a runner gets diagnosed with a longitudinal split of the perineus brevis tendon. So we're going to talk about those briefly because I thought you might find it helpful. The first one is do nothing. I like to think of this as the the hope and pray method. You know, you're kind of not running, you're kind of not doing as much, you're trying to do things that hurt less, and you're not really actively treating it, you're just kind of hoping it's going to get better. Now, that is an actual approach that you can take, not one that most doctors are going to recommend, but it is the first option. Now, the second option is to use a fracture walking boot. A fracture walking boot holds it still and actually lets it calm down because it moves less. But don't be confused. It still moves some. If you wear a short fracture walking boot, it will move a little bit. And if you use a tall fracture walking boot, it will move less. But every time you change direction, you walk, you move, you twist, you turn, you are still firing those perineal tendons and they are both moving a little bit through the tendon sheath, and so they're not completely immobilized. But that's option number two. The third option is don't move it at all. Well, the best way to do that is to use a cast and crutches because obviously if you're not walking on it, 
then you're not going to move it. And if you're in a cast, it's going to really hold it still. But basically, the third approach is to immobilize it, either with a cast or a fractured walking boot. Don't step on it. Don't step on it. Don't take off the boot. Treat it like a cast. Make sure you keep it on. Sleep in the boot. Everything. Really immobilize it. Really take the pressure off of it by not walking on it and see if it improves. And then the fourth option is something like a, a biologic injection. This would be like a, a platelet-rich plasma or PRP injection, uh, something like an amniotic fluid injection or something that's referred to as a stem cell injection, but you got to be very careful with that because uh, stem cell injections are kind of questionable on what you're actually injecting, whether it's really, really stem cells or not, or something like dry needling, where we actually take a teeny tiny needle and actually poke little holes in the tendon to stimulate the same kind of repair process you get when you do a PRP injection just without the PRP. So that is the next one, is to actually do something that physiologically should speed up the repair process. That's option number four. And the fifth option, which should always be the last option, is surgery to repair the tendon. If you have surgery, generally speaking, the goal is going to be to remove any damaged portions of the tendon, uh, sew the tendon back together, get it to heal more um, faster just because it's going to be removing all the junky stuff that's not really going to heal within the tendon. And obviously, if it's split into two pieces, to put those pieces back together so they'll become one again. Remember, these options are all your options. Don't ever forget that it's your foot. It's not my decision, and it's not even your doctor's decision. It is your decision how you're going to treat it. Generally speaking, the least most restrictive treatment is best as long as it will help. But if you're not improving, you may need to consider something that is more invasive or more inconvenient. Just make sure that you choose the best treatment for you given your particular running goals. Now, if this this was helpful to you, please like it, share it, share it on social media, send it to somebody who would like to hear it, and I'll see you in the next episode.